Welcome back to another episode of LEO Radio. For today, I'm your host, Jim Harris, and with me, I got two instructors out of New Jersey. Who we got? Joey Spurlaza. Jason Felsing. How you doing, guys? All right. And myself, Joe, and Jason, we're going to talk to you about a Miranda case. Now, this case is based out of New Jersey. It's State versus Brian Shepard. Just uh, published, or should I say it's an unpublished case, but it was decided in August of 2023. And this one is a win for law enforcement because it challenges the routine booking questions asked by an officer um, after they take someone into custody. Joey, why don't you just give us a quick rundown of the case? Uh, Brian Shepard, he was just sentenced to 62 years in prison. And the facts of the case are that he committed a homicide. There was a petite woman. She's five foot three, 110 pounds. And they described it as a brutally violent attack involving a claw hammer that left the victim, Laura Perez, completely unrecognizable. He led the police on two high-speed chases, and ultimately he turned himself in. And when he turned himself in, uh, he was found to have injuries to his hand, and that led to the questions that were asked by the police and the fact pattern in this case. Real quick, it's important to note here, now I said you say that he turned himself in. He initially surrendered specifically on the eluding charge. So that is the case. He was he was charged with eluding. He was surrendering under that eluding charge, and that's what he surrendered to. That's what he was taken into custody for. So that, that may be a part of the case, um, significance-wise, but we're unsure about that. But uh, Jason, why don't you continue on? Where do we go from here? So obviously that defendant, he was, uh, you know, he surrendered on that eluding charge, as Jim had said. The arresting officer then was starting to fill out his standard booking form, which required him to conduct, per policy, a health screening and visual assessment of that defendant, Mr. Shepard. Uh, so according to those policies, he asked certain questions like his you know, date of birth, things like that. But also for the health side of it, um, that defendant was asked if he had any injuries or whatnot, and he disclosed that his right hand was hurt. So the officer saw the hand, obviously. He said it appeared swollen and bruised as per the case. And the officer then asked him about how that injury occurred. So then, of course, at trial, that defendant's going to challenge the admission of those statements made uh, during that booking process. That judge ruled that his first response that his hand was injured was admissible under those routine booking procedures I just spoke about, that exception to the Miranda for that. But he concluded the second question regarding the manner of how that injury was kind of sustained was outside the scope of the exception. So as to that second inquiry, the judge reasoned that given the circumstances, the officer should have known that such a question was reasonably likely to elicit an incriminating response. So at that point, the defendant was turned over to members of the Mercer County Prosecutor's Office for further uh, investigation. Obviously, he only was in for the eluding, but they had loftier goals at that investigation. He was charged with murder, possession of a weapon for unlawful purpose, unlawful possession of a weapon, and two counts of eluding. And then he was convicted on all those counts. So, Joey, this, this case then goes to an appeals court, and um, ultimately, what, what's the outcome of the appeal itself? Why is this a win for law enforcement? So, on appeal, they actually ruled in our favor, saying that, number one, this statement was admitted, and the reason that it was admitted is because it was well within the scope of the routine booking questions, uh, which is a known exception to the Miranda rule. So, therefore, it was admissible. So... They're focusing on only the statement in this particular case, which was published on August 29th, 2023. If you want to read it for yourself, it's State versus Brian Shepard. But more importantly, one of the things that we have to understand is that we want to understand that 
this is considered a spontaneous utterance. If we're asking questions that are part of our normal scope of duty, and we always want to ask people, are you injured? Because we have a duty by policy and constitution that we have to give people medical aid, right? And part of that is asking, how did you hurt yourself? If you just tripped and fell and there's a slight little jam and maybe a little bit swollen, that's a lot different than slamming your hand in a car door. Those are two different types of way that we treat it. Sometimes we'll just give somebody an ice pack in the in the cell, whereas other times we'll be like, God, oh, you know what? You might have actually broke your hand. We're going to bring you to the hospital because we have that duty to care for you. So understanding the nature of their, the injuries is important. I'll just give people a lot of caution saying that don't use this as an opportunity to open up a window of leading questions to where you're purposely circumventing Miranda. This case, it's a spontaneous utterance that he admitted to some aspect of this homicide, but don't use this as an opportunity to circumvent Miranda. As you read these types of cases, don't look at it, <clears throat> excuse me, through the lens of saying, oh, this is a way around Miranda. Just understanding that if you go through your normal booking process and you ask the normal questions and they give you a statement, it's going to be viewed as a spontaneous utterance within the scope of permissional questioning. This case law update focuses on Miranda throughout New Jersey and throughout the United States. We have a lot of issues going on with Miranda cases. There's cases that are getting uh, thrown out of court. We're losing cases uh, that great officers doing great work, but we're losing it because of Miranda issues. Now, if you're a New Jersey officer, I highly recommend that you come to our training conference in April uh, in Atlantic City. We are going to be doing a complete Miranda block because there has been so many cases on Miranda that have come out over the past two years that help shape what we need to do, not only in the investigative process, but in or on the field or in the field, uh, officers who are, are actively doing cases in the field in the moment patrol officers, canine officers, what they're doing in the moment and how Miranda may or may not impact that case is important. So we're going to be covering Miranda and all the case law that have, that have come out over the past two years in that uh, upcoming conference in Atlantic City. One of the things I've seen too with the recent classes I've been teaching is uh, a lot of people are, don't fully understand the difference between the Fifth Amendment and Sixth Amendment setting when it comes to Miranda. And having that understanding of that difference, it's very important, especially on a patrol aspect, knowing exactly what you have and what questions you're permitted to do. There's a lot that goes into it. So I definitely encourage everybody to try to better themselves and better their investigative techniques by attending these classes. Excellent point. And that'll bring us to the end of this episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us. If you have any content that you would like us to discuss, reach out to us and we'll be able to uh, develop a, a podcast for that topic. And as always, make sure you stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by the J. Harris Academy of Police Training. J. Harris Academy of Police Training is based in New Jersey and provides law enforcement training services nationwide for promotional examinations, use of force, supervisory development, and other key areas within law enforcement. This podcast is utilized to discuss key topics occurring within the profession. The opinions and information provided is for entertainment purposes only. In an effort to provide this, we often purposely discuss opposite views and opinions to spark conversation and develop discussion points. The contents of the show and show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy 
or electronic copy for free only if the J. Harris Academy of Police Training is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is redistributed. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast or blog. Under no circumstances shall the J. Harris Academy of Police Training, any guests, contributors to the podcast or blog, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of the company be responsible for damages arising from the use of the information provided.